welcome back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave. And I've still never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there is one taco place that I did have a very bad taco experience. And that place will go unmentioned until... The Dark One tells me that it's the right time for me to taco about it. Today we're reviewing another great place in Kansas City to get tacos. We'll be joined by a special guest who will share her favorite taco places and taco memories with us. We're going to share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some socially distant tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. Let's find out what taco place we'll be reviewing this week. This week's taco destination is El Pueblito, located right smack dab in the heart of Southwest Boulevard, a golden taco quadrant here in downtown Kansas City. 810 Southwest Boulevard, KC Mo. El Pueblito is one of the most recommended taco destinations we've had here while doing the show. According to El Pueblito's website, El Pueblito Restaurant is the perfect location to enjoy great food, amazing drinks, and a great location. Opened in 1991. With over 29 years of experience, this restaurant is a favorite of everyone that experiences it. They will be celebrating 30 years in 2021. They offer a happy atmosphere that is perfect for kids and large groups. With convenient parking, TVs, karaoke, outdoor seating, and a fantastic happy hour special. They are your clear choice for a dining experience you will not soon forget. El Pueblito is famous for its late, late hours. Not closing on Fridays and Saturdays until 4 a.m. The perfect after the bars have closed and after the concert is over eatery. Let's meet this week's special taco reviewer guest. All right, let's meet our special taco reviewer guest. She's a director, producer, writer, and hairstylist from Kansas City, Missouri. In 2012, she decided to bring independent genre films to her hometown by creating a monthly showcase called Slaughter Movie House. She founded Six Tape Productions in 2014 with her directorial debut, Call Girl. Since then, she has written, produced, and helmed numerous short films, most notably The Stylist in 2016. The film screened at genre festivals around the globe and won 20 awards. That short was also the inspiration for her debut feature of the same title, which premiered at Fantastic Fest and Sieges, or S-I-T-G-E-S, or Sitges, whatever you want to say, right? <laughs> Welcome to Taco the Town, Jill Six Gavar Gizion. Oh, yeah. You nailed it. I got it right. We didn't dub that at all. We didn't redo that. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. So here we are on Southwest Boulevard on a beautiful, very blustery <laughs> morning, afternoon here in Kansas City. Uh, do you come down to Southwest Boulevard for tacos often? Um, not as often as I should. What part of town is your is your taco quadrant? My taco <laughs> quadrant. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if I have a quadrant. I just have certain favorite places. Okay, okay. But then I don't want to upset any taco people. No, but no, no. I, I want to know your I tend your to faves. get enchiladas often when I go to a taco or a, a Mexican restaurant. Oh, wait. So you're uh -oh. an... No, no, no. Enchiladas, <laughs> enchiladas are fine. We are accepting of enchiladas. But not burritos. But not burritos. Okay. So you'd say you're an enchilada person. I am a fan of the enchilada. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared to, to admit it on this podcast. No, no, no. We, we love enchiladas. I, I, love, I love a good enchilada. I have no beef with enchiladas. You don't have beef in your enchiladas? <laughs> That's exactly what I <laughs> I usually get chicken enchiladas. So, yeah, I guess I do have no beef with enchiladas. But you equally love tacos and burritos, you'd say? <laughs> Oh, man. I might like tacos more. Okay. Whew, that was close. That was, <laughs> that was close. So have you been to El Pueblito before? I'm trying to remember if this is the one I've been to where I had a crazy strong margarita. I feel like they were selling some, like, two-for-one margarita thing, 
and I was with my brother. He couldn't finish his. And I'm like, I'm going to be drunk after mine. And it was, that's just what my memory was. I was trying to drink an obscene amount of tequila. <laughs> was it a late night? Because, you know, this place is. It was is... like the afternoon, though. Oh, it was the afternoon. <laughs> All right. All right. My brother's trying to leave me with this, these two margaritas. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Well, you know, El Pueblito is famous for being open till 4 a.m. What? On Fridays and Saturdays. I wish I knew that when I was younger and out every night that late. Back, <laughs> back when you could leave and go out yeah. and do stuff back before quarantine days. Yeah. Now, as a, as a horror film director, don't you feel like the times we are in right now is pretty much how every zombie movie starts? It's like a post-apocalyptic. It feels more like a science fiction movie to me because we're living like digitally and... With masks on. It's scary how fast we're adapting to it, honestly. But we need to. I felt like this, being a fan of, of sci-fi films, uh, it's kind of prepared us for this. Like, we've seen it in movies for so long. It's like, oh, yeah, this is just the first act, you know? Yeah. And then pretty soon, what, like next year is when the zombies come or, or a war? There's got to be a war, right? I was actually interviewed by someone that was writing a piece on how they think horror fans, like a psychological piece, were prepared for yeah. this in a different way. Right. Which is has to be true. We're ready. Are you ready? I mean, do you have your apocalypse outfit ready? I, I haven't planned an outfit. Okay. Shit. Uh, well, you got to do like a Mad Max type mm-hmm. apocalypse outfit yeah. for when we go out into the desert. You got to de- look desert. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> for when we go out to the desert yeah. with our weird go-karts right. and shit. <laughs> Tractor trailers. Okay, so Halloween, it's here. Is this your favorite month of the year, October? Oh, man. I love it because... It's like the whole world is embracing my life, <laughs> my horror life. But I feel have bittersweet feelings about October because right afterwards it gets cold and dark. And I'm not a fan of winter. But can we like, I always want to, can we go from October to like April? Right. Is to, what I want to yeah, petition. To March, yeah, to spring. Just Ugh. skip the winter. <laughs> yeah, well, I We've agree. been having a beautiful fall. We, I feel like we normally only get like a couple days and we've had... A pretty awesome fall. Yeah, and it's supposed Aside to get up to the 70 today. Except, tornado yeah, today. The wind, yeah. The sunny tornado. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have any Halloween uh, rituals? Like I'm kind of a nerd in recent years. I just like, like people are like, what do you what do you dress up as? You go to some crazy party on Halloween. I'm like, no, I like to be at home and pass out candy and scare children. <laughs> When I was a kid, I always loved those, like, houses that went all out. Right. I don't have nearly, like, the decorations I wish I had, but... With, like, a strobe light and someone hiding in a tree. (laughs) One year, my friend Gary came over, who does Slaughter Movie House with me, and was hiding in the garage. So the kids would go down the stairs, and he would run out. And I'm like, this is... After a while, I was like, maybe this isn't right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't do it to these kids. They're too young. We're going to... Oh, man. Yeah, we had a house in uh, in the neighborhood I used to trick-or-treat in that had a... It always have a guy sitting on the porch in like a wolf costume or like a oh, dum- yeah. like a dummy. So it looks like a dummy. So it looks like a dummy. Moves. Then he'd pop up and chase you. That's the best. And then they'd have a strobe light in the window. And it, it was before like everyone in their moms had <laughs> strobe lights. So it was just freaky. But yeah. Those- Someone's got to give you those scared, traumatized memories, yeah. right? And then there's always the bullies that would hang out and steal your candy. Oh, yeah. Halloween the was... True, true ones know that you could take the pillowcase... And right. you can fill it to the brim. Yep. That's what we did. Um, do you ever go to the haunted houses in the West Bottoms? Like Kansas City tradition for Hell yeah. 40 plus years? Um, we're like haunted. We're a haunted house mecca here in KC. I started going to those, I believe, in fourth grade. Scared to death. I'm a really annoying. Now I'm not so bad, but I'm a really annoying person to go through the thing with. I'm like holding whoever's in front of me and like t- pulling them down and they're like, Whoever it is ends up pissed at me by the end of the haunted house. They're like, dude, like, let go of me. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) To me, it's like an exercise of extreme anxiety. Like, most of it, you're just walking through a pitch black room waiting for someone to scare you. Right. And it's like, logically, I'm like, why is this actually working on me? But it does. (laughs) (laughs) We've got some good ones here. Yeah. I mean, they've been, um, they're even doing them now during the pandemic, which would probably be weird. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. How do you keep six feet away from the <laughs> person in front of you? you have to, like, to... touch everything to figure out where you're going. Right. And everyone's wearing masks. Or you just run masks. into a wall. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like very, very dangerous uh, situation. So you are a vegetarian, right? Or you, you eat fish, but you don't eat meat, right? I'm a pescatarian. Pescatarian. Is this. 
silly term for it. I got you two shrimp and one fish. Is that okay? okay? Sounds um, good to me. So you think shrimp are, are cool? Like, it's cool to eat shrimp because they're little? <laughs> We're not having this discussion <laughs> on the podcast. So I got two pastor and one asada. Those look beautiful. They do look beautiful. I was going to talk to you about the haunted prison. Didn't yes. you film a movie in a haunted prison? Yes, and this is good to talk about because a lot of my shorts have come out through Alter, which is a, just a channel on YouTube that does short, puts out short films. They are releasing One Last Meal, the last short film I made, um, the week of Halloween. It's either the 26th or 27th. And, yeah, we shot it in the Missouri State Penitentiary in Jefferson City, which was opened in 1836 and shut down not till... Like, there were prisoners in it till 2004. And if you go see this thing, it looks horrifying. And, like, there's no way people should have been in it like that recently. It is not. It's super It looks like it too, shut right? down, like, 100 years ago. It's in such... Just like horrible shape. And a tornado hit it recently, right? Yeah, that part it makes me very sad. That was after we shot in there. One of the bad tornadoes through Jefferson City, and it, and the prison's right in the middle of the city, like surrounded by houses. It come it butts up to the Missouri River, but um, it's a prison that's like multiple buildings with one of those huge, like now we just have uh, barbed wire fences, but it's like one of those old stone barricades around the whole thing part of that was knocked down by a tornado um, but it's like three to four giant stone buildings that look like castle-esque they're like gothic full of cells and then there's a small building down a hill on the campus where there's where their gas chamber was like that's all that's in it is this tiny building and it is disturbing we actually shot in the gas chamber and in the real death row, it was awesome. And to be, I was like a kid in a candy store hanging out in there, <laughs> but it was also terrifying. Did you shoot at night? We actually, everything we shot, we needed to do during the day. But the second day when we were, were we there only for two days? We sh shot there for three days. Is that even true? Did you see anything I weird there? Any any uh, ghost stories? I, I didn't experience anything that weird. But the last day. We were like getting everything out and they're like trying to get us the hell out of there. I should have known to, <laughs> to estimate 10 hours past when I knew it would actually be done. But we're fucking around like kids going, we found this like tunnel behind the cells. There was a door and it's like kind of like all the plumbing going into each cell, like this whole walkway. And like, I can't walk in there. Like I'm scared to death and I'm like, <laughs> with my DP Jordan I'm like if you turn your fucking if you like walk away from me I will kill you if you leave me down here um, but in the gas chamber something creepy did happen but we didn't know till later and I actually need to still go back to this footage and show everyone else but suddenly so the camera picks up audio but we don't use it but we need it to because that, like, that's how you sync it to the actual audio from all our mics but like all the footage from inside the gas chamber, the the audio just cut out on the in the camera. It's just like fuzz. And a couple of the takes you hear like maybe ten seconds of audio and then it goes away. But it was just like that doesn't make any sense because we have all thank thankfully the video is still there, but and not a lot of dialogue happened there, so it was easy to to sync it. But that's the one thing that's like that doesn't really make sense. Haunted places, the spirits always mess with the audiovisual equipment whenever yeah. you're in. Like, I think, uh, is it Ghost Adventures went there one time and stayed the night there? And I that think stuff a few happens to them all the time. Have. Yeah. And our, uh, the special effects makeup artist I work with a lot is very into that world. Colleen Kaufman, she was there, I think, during working on one of those shows. And she was warning us, like, have extra batteries, like, yeah. all that stuff's going to drain. the batteries, gonna too, drain. Yeah. But then, like, then my camera team, they're like, the cold drains your batteries. Like, we were shooting in, like, winter, essentially. It was snowing, and it's, there's no heat in that place. Non-believers. So, um, they're like, that's going to happen either way. <laughs> but that place is so fucking cool. Like, I feel like 
bigger like Hollywood needs to know that place exists because it's a great location. You've got like a ancient prison ready to go. Like you yep. can't build that with millions of dollars. You can never re- replicate that exactly. Yep. Okay. So on Halloween, do you um, do you have like a list of your favorite, just your top horror films that you love to watch? That not necessarily the greatest horror films of oh, all time, man. but like ones that you recommend to other people or that just put you in a good mood. Do you have like a top five? Um, horror films. This is a new question if we're talking about movies I watch around Halloween. Okay, so that's different than just... Than just like top five um, or even that are fun because I'd say my favorite horror film of all time is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like No question. Me too. I love that movie. But I wouldn't describe it as fun. Like it's a rough watch. It's like by the end of it, you feel like fucking exhausted. Like I've been through this. Like that dinner table scene. You you're feel like, like the woman. In oh the, yeah. my god! Like after a while, the screaming and like, because that's how effective it is. Like that's how good of a film it is. That is an amazing scene. I feel like people. There's plenty like people that aren't horror fans haven't seen it. They assume it's like another Friday the Thirteenth, and it, but it's like an art film. Like if you go back and watch how it's shot, it's like crazy beautifully shot, and the fact that it affects you that way is because it's made to make you go insane. Like it's very, it's nothing like those like silly slashers. Like it's a very thoughtful film. It's like a snuff film. It's almost like these, this really happened to these kids. These are real teenagers. This house is real. Like everything was real. But people remember it feeling so raw, but it feels raw, but like visually it's like super cinematic like the shots they get i don't even understand they're like doing these beautiful dolly shots in the middle of the like texas and i know they had like no money to make that movie. right did you read that book by the um by the actor that that played leatherface have you read I that haven't. one yet it's so good and but it, he talks about how how messed up yeah. the production was on it just how i've seen a lot of behind the scenes and people do not talk about it like no. Like it was a good experience at all. <laughs> they put those actors through hell, especially the actress that played. Uh, yeah. What's Marilyn Burns. Yeah. She, that scene in the dinner table, they really shot over, like they say, like 24 yeah. hours, like nonstop. And it was so like 100 she's degrees. she's legitimately like that upset. Yeah. It's not acting. And those close-ups <laughs> like, of her eyeballs and, uh, yeah. Yeah, they were so really, good. really stabbing her. I think <laughs> they, they really stabbed her. They were hitting her with that bat right, in the, that's in the what truck. Happened, yeah. And that scene is fucking disturbing. <laughs> like, that character, the cook, is one of the most complex. That's why I like that movie. You get to see more of the villains than any of the, like, old-school slashers. You right. get to, like, kind of see into, like, how they are versus just being this, like, faceless... I kill people thing. And he is like, the way he's like hitting her and saying like, it's going to be okay. Like, like he can't even accept what he is. It's fucking great. It, it's, it's funny to take it from the family's point of view where it's just like, okay, we're just chilling at home. Like, especially Leatherface. And now all these teenagers are just They're breaking into our house. Like what is going on? Someone recently pointed that out to me that, that they were like, Chainsaw from Leatherface's perspective is just like a home invasion yeah. film. Yep. And that's also because I've always said like he's not the type that's like, go, like blood hungry like Jason or Michael going around trying to find people to kill. He's just at home like they just keep coming to him <laughs> right. and he's like get the fuck out of my house basically. <laughs> trying to cook in here. That's why I find him he, like there's a shot of him where he's like in front of the window like pacing and yeah. like, like freaking out like why won't they stop coming right. here like, that's what's so interesting about that movie. Yep. And I feel like he's just doing as morbid as this is, like, all he's ever known. Like, right. to him, like, people are like cattle, and they're just, he's just, like, feeding his family and doing what he's told, and that's all he knows. <laughs> Did you have a chance to go to the, the locations in uh, Texas recently or a couple years ago? Yes. Um, a lot, like, almost 10 years ago. Oh, my God. How has it been that long? I went to the house. Oh, the actual, awesome. like, chainsaw house, which I'm dying to go back because I didn't get to go inside. Um, it's on a land with a hotel, like with all these cabins by a lake. It's like a horror movie dream scenario. But I went to the gas station a couple years ago, which they've turned into a legit chainsaw like thing. They, they also put cabins behind it and they sell barbecue out of it. Oh no! Um, not far from the gas station is the is the um, bridge from Part Two, um, which I'm just a fan by association. But the it's funny because if you think about the scene in part two, they're driving down this bridge for like 10 minutes in the movie or like five minutes. You're like, how in real life bridge would never be this long. <laughs> they're just like shooting back and forth up and down this bridge. 
Yes, I'm a super fan. I got the saw, his family tattooed on me like a couple days after Toby Hooper passed away. What did you think of the, all the, uh, the recent remakes or the, the reboots? Some of them I have fun with, but uh, they mess, they don't, they totally change what Leatherface is and the family. Like we're saying, Leatherface has become more like Jason in these, big, in these recent ones. He's all big and like, I want to kill people, like bloodlust, which he never was like that. Like, he's, they just made him too macho and monstery. But I do enjoy like the beginning, I think is fun because it's just so fucking gory and I do have fun with gore. But I do really dislike the most recent one. They did a Leatherface prequel. This fucking right. horrible. <laughs> I will go on and rant about that shit. And then the, the 3D one, I don't know, man. I feel like I should rewatch it. Maybe I could think it's fun after a while, but it's not. No yeah, one. they, they kind of start okay and then they just go off the rails. Some of them are cool visually, but yeah, yeah the story just doesn't get it right. You just can't mess with perfection. First yeah. one. Even Toby Hooper knew that when he made the sequel. That's why he made it like a straight comedy. Totally it's comedy. Like I'm not yeah. going to try to do the same thing again. Would you say Toby Hooper is your favorite that. director, or is he one of your biggest directorial influences? Weirdly, I probably wouldn't say that just because it's not like a whole j- chunk of his films. I like his films, but Chainsaw is just the one that I'm obsessed with. I my filmmakers, I'm more look to a lot aren't necessarily horror more like David Fincher has been a huge influence on me filmmaking wise and his kind of choices you know he's like the thriller king to me and then also before him who he's not gone but Brian De Palma is also like the king of the thriller I really like thrillers a lot as far as stuff I'm trying to make I'm almost trying to lean towards that I also would love to do like crime thrillers too I don't want to like get stuck only in horror. I love horror, but I love when stuff kind of all mixes together. There's some films you'd call like crime, horror, all the things together. Like David Fincher's Zodiac. Exactly, is or one Seven. Of the like, best movies. I love Zodiac. I love Zodiac too. But Seven like is totally a crime thriller. But then when they we see the like grotesque stuff, it's like on par of any horror movie. I love that stuff. What are some of your other favorite? My um, other one that I always say in the top is a Candyman. It's one of the first I remember watching, which I started watching horror movies at like 10 years old. And to me, it's still scary. Like if you're walking in a parking garage, like how can you not think of like, candy, even like broad daylight, Candyman across the way, just saying like, Helen, like that's fucking scary as shit. It's just like saying a word and I'm like having goosebumps. Candyman, and I also love Candyman, similar to Leatherface. You kind of get to kn- you get to know his backstory, and it's a tragic story, kind of like the old school, mon- like the classic monsters. They kind of were turned into monsters by humans. I love that he has kind of like a, a Frankenstein type story. So it's like he's scary and sympathetic in a way. Anytime I go love into an ab- abandoned building, <laughs> I think of Candyman. <laughs> And uh, seeing that graffiti on the wall, that's just... I recently was in Chicago and went to the Cabrini Green site, which barely any of the projects are there anymore, but it is like a feeling there. And it's actually fascinating to think that they really shot that in those projects for real, which were insanely um, unsafe. Yeah. And I can't even believe that they could shoot that there, quite honestly. Did you see the remake or the new one? Did that come out yet? It keeps getting pushed. Oh, okay. Because of COVID, but I'm excited to see it. And they did go back to that spot. Cool. Directed by a woman. Hell yeah. <laughs> During uh, COVID, you just wrapped your stylist feature right before COVID hit. So you've been kind of editing all throughout COVID. And then you finally got to release it a, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It was, in hindsight, we're like, it's a freaking miracle that we shot it. You shot it here in right KC. Right before. Yeah. We shot here in Kansas City from mid-January through mid-February. And uh, it was like a 19-day shoot, probably 25 days with days off. Yeah, it was like, you know, maybe three weeks later, that stuff really started to hit the fan with things starting to shut down. We were hearing about it a lot during the shoot, thinking... At first, you know, we were all thinking, this isn't that serious. And then suddenly, holy shit, it's very serious. What's happening? This is scary. Um, We are so fucking lucky to get it done. And then also lucky that post-production is something that you actually can do in this kind of scenario. I'm used to already doing post-long distance, 
my editor is in Wisconsin, and my sound is in Chicago, my composer is in Milwaukee, so I'm used to doing that remote anyway. But we would have got together more often had, like, between to have some meetings. So you've probably been on a lot of Zoom calls, huh? A shitload. <laughs> we have, like, FaceTime with my producers and a couple times a week to get through. Because all us main three creative producers are also all kind of the biggest creative uh, roles on the side of that. It's my DP and production designer and me. And, uh, yeah, but it took forever. We actually only finished the sound after the world premiere. I finally was able to go to Chicago to... Because you really need to be there to hear it to say it's done. You, you're not, you don't want to judge that on headphones. Right, <laughs> right. It's like, what does it sound like in surround sound in a movie theater? I can't judge that at home. Yeah, I mean, it's such a bummer movie-wise, the movie industry right now, just with all the theaters closing and yeah. it just sucks that you weren't able to have it. I know that you were saying on a previous interview I saw of you that um, with you that you were really bummed that you couldn't have it have the premiere in a theater with a crowd to see all the yeah. reactions and everything. Because it's different to actually hear reactions in real time to each thing that happens in the movie than you know, like, did that work or like, did right. it not? Or, or there's reactions you never expected to certain things. Um, and there's just like, naturally, of course, a disconnection. It's like, I know it happened, but did it actually happen? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I snuck out during, uh, the good. during quarantine. The chips and salsa are amazing. Here at El Pabuto. I like it hot. Yeah. I snuck out during quarantine to just to see Bill and Ted face the music in the theater. Because that was one of my biggest, seeing that as a kid in the theater was one of, I think I saw it about eight times. I had to see the third one in the theater, so I snuck out to Screenland Armor and saw it. I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? It's good. It's good. I mean, it's been, what, 20 years yeah. since the, the Probably second Probably more. One. Oh, my yeah. God. 25 years. What is nice, though, is, at least for the movie industry, people are still watching even more at home. I've heard, like, e Shudder, which is a streaming site just for horror, like horror, science fiction, thrillers, their you, subscribers has doubled since this started. So all of those, now there's so many channels, you know, like HBO Max now, like every single one has originals. So they're all looking for content to constantly be putting out. So if you're not a giant, like, blockbuster film, it's a good time because... I don't want to bring our film down, but we're, we were unlikely to have, like, a nationwide theatrical release. We could have probably been in, like, places like Screenland Armor. Film festivals, I'm definitely sad we aren't doing in person, but we were likely probably to be a VOD streaming release. So many places need originals now. The only thing that, that kind of sucks about that is, you know, you have to have every specific channel to see, depending where you right. where it is. Do you have a guesstimate on, on when Stylus might be out on video on demand? I guess it's got to go through don't the know yet. festival um, circuit first, yes. right? Going through festivals and we're constantly getting interest in like distribution and kind of trying to sort through that. Luckily, we have a sales agent to help us to figure all this out. So here on the show, we um, like to check the taco news stories of the week. This is called the Taco Ticker. Taco Ticker. Would you like to check the taco news stories with me? Yes. All right, let's do it. Well, here we go. Got a lot of taco news. Uh, this is Taco Ticker story number one. Champion Eater... Joey Chestnut, are you familiar with him? I'm not. <laughs> he does the um, the Nathan's talk uh, hot dog. I almost said taco eating, hot dog eating contest okay. every year on Fourth of July. Okay, you remember that? Yeah, did you watch that? I do not watch. Where it, he but you don't. Yeah, I've heard. I he know of it. He dips the buns in water and they smush the buns and it. Yeah, it's disgusting. That is upsetting. <laughs> he has he has taken tacos into his own hands. Uh, the legend of Joey Chestnut continues. The undisputed king of hot dog eating has added pounding back tacos on his list of insane overindulgence. On National Taco Day a couple weeks ago, Joey Chestnut gorged on a whopping 12-pound walking taco in 38 minutes. What the hell? Have you ever had a walking taco? No. What is a walking Never. taco? Never. It's when they take like a bag of Doritos or Fritos and then oh, yeah, and you yeah. open yeah, up and yeah. put the... You have had that? I haven't had it, but... And you have to walk while you eat it or yeah. it's not a walking taco. It's like a standing taco. The pandemic didn't allow Chestnut from competing in the annual Pacific Park World Taco Eating Championship on Sunday, but he took matters into his own hands or in Joey's case, mouth, as he served up a walking taco in the comfortable confines of his own kitchen. His ingredients included two pounds of chips... 
three pounds of ground beef, two plus pounds of cheese, one plus pound of salsa, six plus avocados, onions, and sour cream topped off by Joey's signature green hatch and jalapeno sauce. He needed 38 minutes to consume it. A year ago, Joey inhaled 82 street-style carnitas, tacos, and eight minutes to win the event. He celebrated the occasion in typical Joey Chestnut fashion, a beer, belly rub, and nap. No word on whether he made a run for the John afterwards. <laughs> Did he dip the tacos in water? I don't know. Because <laughs> that's the worst part. Can you imagine seeing a wet taco eating contest, dipping tacos in water? <laughs> Would that be one of the most disgusting? You don't disgusting? really need to. I guess he does it with the hot dogs because it, like, can condi- smushes down the yeah. bun man that's nasty <laughs> i'm not a fan of um overindulgence of tacos like eating too too many i'm not in i'm not a fan of the speed taco eating either no, I, you I like enjoy to, it. i like to take my time yeah but uh, a walking taco makes sense because if you had a had a like a taco eating contest with with hard shells that would be dangerous <laughs> right you get cut up you get all cut up yeah that's just part of the danger part of the danger of being a speed eater i guess you have to, <laughs> you have to deal with that right they don't do like street to like soft shell tacos we gotta they gotta have, he might he might be the soft shell eating taco champion you never know okay taco ticker story number two there's a petition to save taco bell's mexican pizza are you aware i will sign the petition do you like they the- need to bring back all the shit they just got rid of they fucked over us vegetarians. They got rid of the black bean quesarito. The potatoes. Got rid of the potato taco. I love that fucking Taco Bell. I don't understand why Taco Bell's doing this to us. You need to sign this petition. It now has 80,000 signatures. A petition <laughs> to save Taco Bell's beloved top Mexican pizza surpassed 85,000 signatures as its des- dedicated fans try to keep the items from being discontinued on November 5th. God damn it. The petition posted on change.org reads, this is an item loved by many, especially the South Asian community. Losing this item would not only be the, the loss of one of our favorite foods, but a piece of our childhood and heritage as Indian Americans. Okay. <laughs> For many South Asian Americans, Taco Bell has been a fast food mainstay because so many of their menu items can be made vegetarian. Exactly. By simply well, substituting beans for meat. The perfect Taco Bell menu item is the Mexican pizza. Sub the meat for beans, add potatoes, Fritos, and nacho cheese sauce. Douse it in fire sauce for, for a little taste. So you would sign this. They got to bring back the potatoes and everything. What's even fucking more ridiculous? I drove through there like a month ago. Need my black bean quesarito. They're like... You can't order it through here, but you can on the app. And I'm like, what? This does not compute. <laughs> no I'm not way. ordering on a fucking app. You're telling me a pr- I can't order from a human, but I, okay. <laughs> That's the future we're headed to right there. Is that me? Yeah, got to go through a robot to get a case of Rito. Yeah, I'm like, but you're, but you're here right now. Let's just do it versus me getting on my phone. <laughs> I'm sorry that happened to you. Taco hell. I mean, taco hell is going to be better than that. They won't do that to people. <laughs> One of these signers of the petition said, I truly, truly believe we have made an impact, that we have made it known that we love the Mexican pizza and we don't want want it to go. I think that the executives at Yum! Brands and Taco Bell have hurt us, but we need to keep going. On my hardest days, there is no better fix than a Mexican pizza and ice-cold Baja Blast. <laughs> Please don't do this to us, Taco Bell. Oh, man. This is getting serious. I hope they succeed. I, I have never had one of the Mexican pizzas there, but I hear really good things. <laughs> I mean, people are passionate about them. Another fan has uh, started freezing the discontinued items oh in my his God. fridge. Okay. In an it's attempt to out of control. <laughs> in an attempt to preserve a discontinued menu <laughs> item, a man in Missouri posted a Facebook Marketplace listing for three frozen spicy potato soft tacos from taco bell for a I'm, whopping i'm going two hundred dollars or seventy dollars <laughs> per taco i don't know i don't have that kind of he says uh, his name is bryant hoban from o'fallon missouri the best Mi- part about these tacos is they were only like a dollar or something now he wants two hundred dollars <laughs> he says a mint conditioned potato soft taco from taco bell uh from his drive through freezer he says these babies are rare and they've never been eaten <laughs> Well, I fucking hope so. He says he had the idea to freeze his fast food to be part of a bigger business idea. If it pays off, he might expand to McDonald's next. (laughs) 
You know, like the McRib. McDonald's only offers it once a year, but the demand doesn't go away. So then when I heard Taco Bell was discontinuing the potato soft taco, I decided I'd be a, it'd be a good opportunity to test this idea out before McRib season. You think that's a good business uh, business I idea? I don't know how the potato is going to taste when it's been thawed. And then what the <laughs> fuck do you do with it? Microwave it? <laughs> I think that's a good idea, but I don't know. He might have some issues getting it off the ground. but And if they're partially eaten, like you said, with a bite out, that might be <laughs> bad, too. drive through freezer. All right. We do a segment here called Cheesy Gordita Crime. Cheesy Gordita Crime. But this week, for Halloween, we're doing a haunted Cheesy Gordita Crime okay. story. Are you ready for this? Yes. This might be an idea for your next film. <laughs> I might make a film out of this. Here we go. In Jackson, Michigan... 20 years ago, the secret ingredient at Kip's Taco House was their people. <laughs> the legend goes, Kip and Patricia Arts were proud owners of a taco joint located by the Westwood Mall just off of West Michigan Avenue at 2319 West Main Street. They commonly served up food including tacos, burritos, and pizza. One night in their apartment, they were fighting about Kip's marijuana habit. Kip saw a demon materialize in his wife's face, and he lost it. He began choking her, and during the struggle, he grabbed the nearest thing he could, and it escalated as he saw red. He bludgeoned her repeatedly with a metal bar until she died. There was blood and hair everywhere. The legend says he took her body to the restaurant <laughs> in the front of the building through the back apartment door. In the kitchen, he used his culinary expertise to slowly saw off her head and limbs. He then sliced and diced her body up. The head was put in a box. Speaking of seven. What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like an urban legend to me. The body pieces were then broiled, baked, and sautéed and ground into meat, and he placed into his food prep area. Very the, Texas Chainsaw connections. The next day, he went about business as normal. He told everyone that Patricia was on vacation. Local legend has it business went on as usual, and customers happily ate up the evidence as time went by. Soon, though, the cops started making inquiries as her family couldn't reach her while she was on her trip. Suspicion grew, and he knew he had to dispose of the head. The biggest remaining evidence of his of in his possession. He was on his way to the dumpster with the box containing her head and he got caught red-handed with the head in the box. According to a doctor, Kip suffered a mental breakdown from marijuana-induced psychosis and he would later testify in court. We now know as it gets legalized in more and more states that it is not something that would hold any believability in today's times or he would have tried another <laughs> avenue. I was going to say, marijuana-induced psychosis <laughs> is what I must be in at all times. He claims he <laughs> suffered from a brain injury and had been seeing things. He showed no remorse for his wife's death during the trial and the judge saw right through his argument. He received a life sentence, which he attempted appealing unsuccessfully many times. If you happen to be in the market for a cool taco restaurant, the location is actually up for rent. <laughs> nice. So what do you think? Is that an urban legend or you think that really happened? This is a real story. Supposedly, it's a Michigan ghost, a haunted taco legend. I can't believe you haven't been to this taco haunted taco spot. It sounds kind <laughs> of like an urban legend. Or do you think uh, something like that could really happen? Marijuana-induced psychosis, <laughs> putting chopped up... He was up. already psycho before the marijuana. But wait, actually, this reminds me of a short film that's awesome. A short horror film called El Gigante that I believe is on Shudder, directed by a friend of mine. But it is like a fusion of Mexican wrestling and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it's really well made. Super disgusting. But ultimately, this family, this Mexican family is... Kill, killing people and then and then making tacos out of their meat at the end and oh, it's freaking holy great. crap it's a great short film and i'm I, it's something that you could see becoming a feature it's really awesome really gnarly so it's on shutter yeah cool it sounds almost exactly like this story yeah i feel like <laughs> wait i'm gonna ask her if it was inspired by this story all right there's something that we need to talk about <laughs> that we haven't talked about yet it's getting serious and it's rap snacks Want to talk about rap snacks? I love rap snacks. Let's do it. Jill, you are Kansas City's rap snack <laughs> ambassador. When, um, I, when I Google I, your name, rap snacks comes, comes up, up as well. well so tell me about rap snacks. I need rap snacks to realize this, but um, let me tell you my origin story <laughs> with the rap snacks. Let's do it. I've, I've been seeing them in gas stations, I feel like, my whole life and never tried them and just thought, like, what the hell are those things? And... Because you see them and it looks like a novelty. Like, it does not look real. And a couple years ago, I was working on it. We were shooting a trailer, like a, a trailer to pitch a film. And my producers were from 
from out of town. They're from L.A. And they they saw him at a gas station and were like, had never seen him. And so they were blown away. They bought every single one they saw there, which now there's at least over a dozen flavors. They probably bought at least 10, brought them to set, and we put them on our table where everyone, like all our snacks normally are. So my first introduction, I got to like try like 10 different ones and became, like on that day, went from... I don't know what these things are to a full-blown obsessed. I would do anything for rap snacks. <laughs> um, they're ridiculous. They just combine everything. I love fucking snacks and I love rap music and they're beyond ridiculous with like each flavor. A rapper is on the cover and it's like so-and-so's whatever the flavor is. And the I learned potato the behind chip the scenes. Bags, right? Yeah, behind you the have scenes, some like, with you, don't you? The rappers are legit involved in this. The guy behind this company is like a serious entrepreneur, been trying to teach people how to like brand themselves. He has a charity for like teaching kids how to become entrepreneurs. This guy is like crazy. I think it's awesome. I brought three three flavors that I love. It was oh, hard nice. to only pick three. <laughs> Um, I thought you were going to bring, bring all 10 everywhere. that you had on the set that one day. <laughs> so many new ones have come out since then, even. They've had, like, a resurgence, in fact. Like, they've been around for over 20 years. But I think he lucked out. It's based in... The company's now in Atlanta. It's but originally from Philly somewhere, I think. Um, he... The, they somehow lucked out to get Migos on a couple... Like, at least one of them, I think, before they got huge. And then... Right after Cardi B won her Grammys, they announced she was going to have, like, four flavors. And I'm like, so they're like, then Walmart started carrying them, all That's kinds big. of other places. Because you normally just see them at, like, you know, convenience stores or gas stations. And it, at one point, I was jokingly going to make a rap snack locator. That should exist. <laughs> Where is this app? That's I own the trademark idea. to that app. No one take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just ridiculous about rap snacks. So what snacks did you bring today? I brought, I've got Migos, speaking of them, sour cream with a dab of ranch. Oh, nice. <laughs> so this one's like if you're a fan of like ranchy sour cream shit. But then I bought two spicy ones. This has a funny story, this other one, because now this is Notorious B.I.G.'s Honey Jalapeno. But it used to be Fetty Wap's Honey Jalapeno. For, they just said he was out and gave it to Biggie. But they're called his the rap snacks icon. He's got two flavors. He's got a barbecue cookout one too. Migos has another one. That's as well. great. I'm glad they're honoring the legends yes. as well. They've gotten ridiculous lately. They now have fucking ramen noodles. Three different flavors of ramen noodles. Rap like snacks, an, like a, ramen noodles. Yes, like an <laughs> E40 ramen noodle. A fucking <laughs> Master P was originally part of this company back in the day. Lil Boozy's Louisiana Heat. I like spicy shit, so that's a good one. And that one's a ruffle. They've got all different kinds of shit. They've got ruffles, chips. They have. They make puffs of like three different flavors. They've got popcorn. Which one should I try? Which one's your favorite of the ones you brought? Which That's one? you gotta try them all. Try them all. All right. Are you only trying one? I'm gonna on start show? with. I'm gonna start with. Well, I'm gonna start with Migos here. Dude who started the company said that's how he kind of started it. He used to mix chips, because they're very like unique flavors. He used to like put different, it started with like some weird barbecue mixture when he was younger. Ooh, yeah. Those are like this super This is the Migos ranch. sour cream <laughs> with a dab of ranch. Migos wrap snack. The dab isn't exactly accurate. I feel like there's a lot of ranch. <laughs> I can taste the ranch. Mm, yeah. You're so, going to have to try the honey jalapeno too. Okay. You have to try all of them. <laughs> okay, this is the notorious B.I.G. honey jalapeno wrap snack. I feel like snack. the honey jalapeno is a pretty big fave amongst the world. Oh, wow. That yeah. one's great. Yep. That one's the best so far. Oh, wow. Honey jalapeno wrap snack with Biggie on it. So good. I'm going to have another. And something about also, I used to not think of myself as, I love chips. More of been like a Doritos fan growing up. Didn't really love like thin potato chips. But something about these... Like, they're definitely not good for you, but they seem a little bit less greasy than your, like, traditional Lay's potato chip or right. something. These are less greasy. Definitely tons of flavor, but less greasy. Okay, I'm going to try the Lil Boozy's Louisiana And heat. that's like a, a ruffle one, a wavy. Mmm, this one's different. I haven't had these in a while. Oh, yeah. The heat's getting me now. It's a little delayed reaction. These are great. Oh, man. <laughs> so good. And you you do need to be paid as There's a so many different flavors as a rap so you don't rap even know. Uh, 
rap this snack is the, ambassador. This is the beginning of the iceberg. What the are tip. some ones that we're missing right now? Oh, man. Are, <laughs> One of Cardi's is actually really good. It's like cheddar barbecue. Delicious. They make a little boozy's Louisiana heat cheese puff. So it's like that mixed with a cheese puff. Fucking delicious. I've that only seen it once great. and I haven't seen it since. I'm like, did they just make one batch of these and decide they're done? Because <laughs> I need them. Oh, wow. That that uh, Louisiana heat's getting me right now. These are amazing. Thank you so much for bringing these. If you ever see Jill, she'll usually... Do you hand these? Do you have these in a backpack wherever you go? <laughs> no. Just today. If you see me, you better give me wrap <laughs> Eat tacos, win prizes. Let me say that again. Eat tacos, win prizes. The KCK Taco Trail offers a flavor-filled experience through more than 50 taquerias in Kansas City, Kansas. Download your free KCK Taco Trail Pass to find your way to the tastiest tacos in Kansas City. So what are you waiting for? Get started at kcktacotrail.com. All right, our tacos are getting cold. We need to eat these hot tacos. Let's do it. Let's uh, let's check these tacos out. What do you have there, Jill? Mine almost look rolled up like an enchilada. They are. <laughs> you said you loved enchiladas. Those are those are rolled up. I've got a shrimp taco. I'm gonna try that one first. Okay. Do you put lime on your tacos? I don't know. I feel like I'm going to right now. <laughs> right. Should I? Yeah. You're the taco expert. Heck yeah. <laughs> I think lime's good. What about lettuce? Do you like lettuce on your tacos? Because there's a little lettuce on the side if you do. I'm kind of a freak and am not a fan, huge fan of lettuce on the taco. Okay. No, that's acceptable. Which, but that's a taco staple. <laughs> you know, some people on the show, we've had debates. Some people are super anti-lettuce on a taco. So you're not alone. What about cilantro? Are you pro-cilantro? I like, love cilantro. Okay. All right. So I've got a lot of cilantro on mine. I got two pastor and one asada taco and i'm gonna put some lime on there are you gonna put any of the salsa on your taco i might after i'm gonna try it straight up first. okay all right straight up straight up shrimp <laughs> okay does, here we go let me know what you think how does this happen just take a bite this feels yeah <laughs> this feels intense <laughs> how's it going what are your first thoughts it's pretty freaking good pretty freaking good all right yeah i don't know what else is in here but it's delicious <laughs> Some vegetables of some kind. I think I'm going to do my asada first. Our waitress recommended the crunchy, just beef gringo taco that they have here. I did not get one, but um, but she said it's her favorite one they have here. Okay, here goes. My taco's even better with the hot salsa. Mm. I am a big salsa fan, though. I'll go to a Mexican restaurant just for chips and salsa, if it's good. Do you have a favorite chips and salsa in Kansas City? I don't know, man. This one's pretty fucking good. Because a lot will be way too bland for me. That spicy one is delicious. El Pueblito. A lot of people say that. A lot of people love this chips and salsa here. I also like the, the thicker chip they've got. You know, there's the, thi the thin chip or the thick chip. I'm sure that's another debate in the Mexican yes. restaurant. I'm going to go with you and put some of this hot salsa here on this, uh, this taco. I just inhaled my taco. It's gone. Oh, yeah. Much better. The hot mm. salsa. That salsa is awesome. That salsa is amazing. I'm going to put it on all these tacos. Are you going to try the fish now? Yes. Yes, I am. Making <laughs> sure it was the right one. It looks like you're having a very easy time holding those tacos because they are shaped like enchiladas. Nice. Keeps what? it all. It's like a, a taco burrito. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Controversy. <laughs> this is a very um, controversial statement. <laughs> let me know what you think about that fish taco. I like it. It has a um, tropical flavor going on up in there. What do you think the tropical, the tropical flavor is? you got... Pineapple? I don't know. I thought it had the same kind of stuff the shrimp one did in it, but it tastes different. What do you like better? The shrimp one so far. Shrimp better? Okay. I'm going to do this <laughs> pastor, and I'm going to put some of this delicious hot salsa on it. Do you have a tradition when you're done editing a film or like at the end of the day after the shoot? Do you have like a... When I when I direct films and, and edit films, I always go eat tacos afterwards with my crew, with, with my producer, editor. Do you have a tradition? We have lots of weird traditions. <laughs> Um, Do they involve tacos? It might not. Okay. But wait. No, it doesn't. A couple of our traditional places we've gone to a lot, our crew, well, for me, multiple films, we'll go to Caddyshack and have meetings. But then wrap snacks are a big part of my tradition. I made sure to have a ton of them when I said it's a wrap on the stylus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is good pastor. Very good. 
teeny, teeny, I put the hot sauce on it. There's a teeny bit of a kick to it. I'm not sure if that's the pastor or the um, or the sauce, salsa. I think I might like the asada one better. Lots of cilantro. <laughs> Do you see this? <laughs> Isn't that anti-cilantro thing, they say it's like, is it genetic or something? Some or people it think it tastes weird to people. think it tastes like soap. I feel so bad for those people because cilantro is in like the best Mexican food and Asian food. Like, I love cilantro. Are there any other foods that when you eat it, like some people just can't taste it? Think it tastes like uh, shampoo and soap? Or is it just cilantro? Is it a magical? It's a magical thing. <laughs> kind of like those Harry Potter, Harry Potter <laughs> jelly beans. <laughs> what are your go-to taco places in town? Do you have some that are your regular haunts? I like the Casey Taco Company in the River Market. The salon I was at used to be right there, so I used to go all the time. And now I'm thinking, I don't know when I was there last, and I need to go back. They've got that cool taco van they drive around in. I've always wanted to get in there and just drive around, give out tacos to people. Are they ever getting tacos out of the van? Uh, Sure. I mean, that's what it's there for, right? Is it a delivery <laughs> thing? I hope so. If they don't, then they should, and they have been wasting that taco van. You were telling me a little while ago that you can only start eating tacos around noon. You, you're not, you you have a certain <laughs> hour that you have to start eating tacos. Is that I true? I didn't think I could do, like, fish tacos too early. I'll do some breakfast tacos. Okay. Any last final thoughts on your tacos? Any any um, good, bad do you have a final rating? We do one out of five golden tacos, uh, one to five golden tacos, five being best. What do you give the rating of these tacos here at El Pueblito? Oh, man. That shrimp one is fucking delicious. I might, I don't know how strict these, I don't know if I have a great, if I can give it a five or a four. I'm scared to say five. But I would come back for these shrimp tacos. What about 4.5? 4.5. The fish taco, I'm gonna give it a three. A three? Okay. I like it. 4.5 for the shrimp. <laughs> what about the fish? The salsa gets a five. Okay. Definitely. Salsa's amazing. And the chips get a six. <laughs> Best chips. I'm right there with you. I'm going to go 4.6 out of five golden tacos. Oh, man. These are delicious tacos. And the salsa, got to put that on your taco. The hot, the hot salsa. For sure. The hot sauce is actually a different salsa. It's not just like where some places will, I don't know what the hell they do, squirt hot sauce into the regular salsa or something. Or it actually has flavor. It's not just hot. I will be very harsh about salsa judgments. <laughs> and in your opinion, some of the best chips and salsa in town, right? Yeah. I mean, you'd come here just to sit out here on the patio and eat these chips and salsas and have a Corona, right? That's my favorite thing to do at a rest Mexican restaurant. Maybe some cheese dip, margaritas. Okay, margaritas. They do have a margarita special here in the happy hour. Yeah, it's that fucking margarita special I had the only other time I think I've been here <laughs> where I almost died of tequila. So here on the show we have a segment called Bad Reviews, Read in a Funny Voice, but we're trying to keep things more positive in these uh, pandemic times. Would you like to read some good reviews and funny voices? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Bad reviews on Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. All right, who do you got there? I got Ian H. What does Ian H say? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm not from Kansas or live anywhere by it. I'm a Cali boy. So when I found this hidden treasure, great customer service, very important to me. Food, you have to try the tacos. Lastly, am I supposed to be reading this stuff in the parentheses? Yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Ignore the hearsay. Try it. Enjoy. Five stars. Weird. I wonder what the hearsay is. Yeah, what are they saying? I don't know. Bad things? Okay, I'm going to do one. This is John oh. B. John B says, ooh, this is a long one. John B says, once again, picked up my friend from her late shift at CMH and tacos were needed. <laughs> Fortunately, El Pueblito is only one of two Mexican restaurants in KC open till midnight. So off we go to El Pueblito. What a great quaint place. Decorated like a south of the border cantina. We were immediately greeted, seated, and drinks on the table. The menu is full of almost every dish you can think of. Wow, what a great selection. She got a massive beef chip and dip platter. Huge with guac and cheese sides, and I got three tacos. 
and they are not your taco hell tacos either. They were twice as big, stuffed with meat and extras, and I could barely finish them. She couldn't even finish her platter. I definitely will go back to try other dishes. I'm looking for someone who does a good puzzle soup. Hope it's here. Four stars. I call it taco hell as well. You do? Yeah. Are you a fan, not a fan of taco hell? I will eat it and still call it taco hell. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if someone could open like a a uh, offshoot called taco hell and it has like flames awesome. on it. and just I'm all opening the- it. I called it. <laughs> <laughs> all the tacos are just super hot. I'm into that. With hot sauce. Uh, okay, to recap. El Pueblito on Southwest Boulevard, 810 Southwest Boulevard, KCMO, right in the heart of Southwest Boulevard, right next to Tacos El Gallo, right down from Rico's Tacos Lupe. It's the golden taco road of Kansas City. If you're having a hankering for some tasty tacos, stop on by. You won't be disappointed. We'll be right back after this break. Hey, everybody. Dave from Taco the Town here. I wanted to let all of our listeners know about a new podcast from our executive producer, Chris Garibaldi. It's called the Lost and Found and Rewound podcast. It's a movie review podcast where Chris and his old childhood chums, Jim and Rick, review movies from their childhood that they watched on VHS and they remember being great. They watch the film again and determine if the film that they loved as teens holds up or if it should be lost forever. They review movie classics such as The Wicker Man and Sharky's Machine. So be kind and unwind with the Lost and Found and Rewound podcast. Available now on Podbean. And now, it's time to get serious. It's time for Taco Topics. Okay, it's time for Taco Topics. This is the in-depth taco questionnaire. This is where I get your innermost in-depth taco feelings. Jill, are you ready? I'm nervous. I think I'm ready. All right, let's do it. Okay, question number one. What's the one thing you look for in a taco? Some spicy flavor. I don't even know what that means, but you that like feels right. You like a little right. spice. Yes. You don't like bland tacos. No. Who likes fucking bland tacos? <laughs> <laughs> Do you prefer hard shell or soft shell tacos? Soft shell. Hot or mild salsa? Hot. You like to put a little lime on your tacos? You did today just because I pressured you into it. <laughs> Would you normally? There is a lime presented yes you'll squeeze that line we know this you're pro cilantro very much what's your favorite side dish chips and salsa chips and queso chips and guac chips and queso man f mary kill salsa queso guac (laughs) oh my god that's horrible decision to make hard one i know Okay. I think I know where you're going to go. Fuck cheese dip, marry salsa, <laughs> kill guacamole. But I like guacamole a lot. Everybody wants to marry that salsa. I will be the person that just wants to go and just eat cheese dip till like, you can't, there's no room for like food. You eat so much cheese dip. Cheese, cheese dip and salsa. Okay. If you're not eating tacos and you're not eating wrap snacks, <laughs> what are you eating? You know what? You'd be proud. I eat a lot of tacos at home. Like, cause that's such an easy thing to make and you can just eat leftovers. It's so easy. I really love, on a, in a totally different world, I love sushi and like pokey. Do you like that pokey place down on the river market? Yes. Is that good? so good. In your opinion, is Kansas City a good taco town? I think so. Especially now knowing how many you've been to and that are still left. I feel like I am not a, even aware of how many tacos there are. Got to break out of your taco box that you're in, your quadrant. You got to go to the other quadrants of the city. Yeah. I'm just thinking of the typical places, but there's so many places that also have tacos. Right, like bar tacos. There's bars yeah. that have tacos. Yeah. I remember I had a good fish taco at Tom Foolery's a couple years ago, and I was like, whoa. Tom Foolery's has a good Is fish taco. Is that still yeah. a thing? I don't know. Does Tom Foolery's exist? Well, everything's kind of yeah. <laughs> halfway closed down now. Every- so. Nothing's a thing anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Back when that was a thing, yeah. <laughs> yep. Nothing's a thing anymore. Nothing. <laughs> Have you ever had a time in your life when you've had to turn down tacos? Would you ever turn down tacos? Oh, man. It's like the ultimate sign of friendship and love. I can't think of a time I have. So you would. Why would I do that? Would You wouldn't. Nobody would. <laughs> It's not a good idea. Do you have any taco phobias or taco no-nos? Something that if it's on a taco, you'll just push oh. that taco aside? This is weird, but I'm not a fan of lettuce on my taco. And I know that's like your typical taco. You do like tomatoes, lettuce, cheese. Nope. 
I just want the t- cheese and tomatoes. I fucking love tomatoes. But yeah, not a huge fan. And then we're connected to that. I love fish tacos. I often don't want them with the cabbage, which is annoying. But yeah. The little purple cabbage? Yeah. I guess I just don't like that. Like people like it because of the crunch. It's obviously not much flavor from lettuce, but I like salad, but I don't know. Okay. Maybe it just needs to be separated from my taco. Separate the lettuce from the taco. <laughs> Yeah, okay. don't fucking do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the speed round. I just want to know yay or nay on these different taco types. Okay. Here we go. Taco pizza. Yes. Taco salad. Nah. Taco <laughs> taco burgers. Taco burgers. Sure, yes. Taco dogs. No. It's like a chili dog. Taco chili dog. Sure. I'll eat it. Dogs dress. Veggie dog. <laughs> dogs dress like tacos. Yes. Breakfast tacos. <laughs> Yes. Walking tacos? Yeah. Not, okay. Just just not the version that Joey Chestnut ate. No. Taco soup? <laughs> yes. Taquitos? Mm, I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> Those uh, things you had today, they the tacos, look like they tacos. looked a little bit like taquitos. But they were soft. They were soft, right. You don't like the hard shell taquito shell. I just haven't had a taquito in so long because they barely make any that aren't meat. Full, full of meat. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, miniature tiny tacos. I'm into that. Choco tacos. Hell yeah. Tacos I with the shell. We could have I- one now for dessert. Oh, we probably could if they have them here. <laughs> There's got to be a choco taco near us right now. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried chicken breast. Naked chicken chalupa. That's for- a no. For me. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried egg. I don't even know about that. Taco Bell used to make them. Okay. It didn't last I very long. I can picture They're it They're kind now. of slimy. I'm going to uh, go with no. <laughs> uh, tacos, slimy. Tacos served with french fries and nacho cheese instead of chips and salsa. No. Do you think fries are no-no to go with tacos? No fries with tacos? That's that's weird. What about fries inside a taco? I mean, but I like potato tacos. You can eat potatoes, right? Yes. So you can eat, you think, have you been eating a lot of french fries? French fry tacos? Just French fries in general. French fries are good. Do you ever dip them in nacho cheese? Yeah. Remember when Taco Bell had that bullshit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nacho fries. Yeah. That's what. That's where the question kind of originated from. Nacho it's, fries were not that great though. They're like so hyped up, and it's just like. Well, they were the highest, highest selling item in Taco Bell history. But that's why they take them away and bring it's them all back. All about that hype. The hype. Yeah. Speed round is over. What's your favorite song to listen to in the car? What's your favorite song to listen to in the car when you're on your way to get tacos? Is there something that <laughs> I'm really on my way to get tacos that really fires you up? Something that really gets you pumped up? Um, first song that came to mind is "High Top Versace" by Two Chains. <laughs> Can you sing a little bit of that for us? Oh my God, no! <laughs> okay, <laughs> I gotta look that up. I gotta look that up at the library and at the library. Get, a, get a CD of that at the library. Yep. All right, uh, this is the time of the show called the Random Taco Question of the Week. Random Taco Question of the Week. Throw me out a number and I'll read you a random taco question between 1 and 70. Six. Oh, Let me get this a, out of my a, taco Bible here. There's a, a whole folder coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm scared. Oh, this is, this is a good one. A scientist has just invented a machine that when it zaps you with a ray, it transforms you into a taco. What type of taco would you be? I got to be a taco. <laughs> it only transforms people into tacos. No enchiladas, I'm sorry. What flavor of taco would you be? I'm going to go with a fried fish taco. Fried fish taco. The I fish is fried or the shell is fried? <laughs> the fish is. Okay. I would try the, the fried shell too, though. I do love... Would you be a spicy fried yes. fish taco? Yes. <laughs> Okay, that's all I needed to know. Thank you so much. <laughs> that about brings us to the end of the show. Where can people hear all about your movies and, and follow you on social media? Follow the film, The Stylist, at, at The Stylist Film on all the medias. And then I'm at Jill6 with two X's, and I am posting annoyingly all the time about all these things. <laughs> And hopefully, I don't know, maybe in six months or so, the stylist will video on demand somewhere. Yes. Should be out sooner than that. And you can still watch the short of the stylist online, yeah. right? It's on YouTube and everywhere. And or you can go to my website, sixtape.com, 
all my shorts are linked there. Oh, cool. Well, thanks again for being on the show. And thanks Thank for talking you. tacos with me and have a happy Halloween. Thank you very much. Happy Halloween. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Taco the Town KC. Please rate and review and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Podbean and Spotify. Thanks to Matt Allen, Chris Garibaldi. Thanks to the band Sun Eaters, who wrote all the music you hear here on Taco the Town. Their catalog is available on lotuspool.com. And thanks for everyone here at El Pueblito for having us out today. And until next time, go, go eat some tacos. tacos. Be safe out there, everybody, and wear a mask.